0: One day to call my mama to remind her we ain't broke I'm on the move with it They all watching like what he do with it It's an addict. I'm on the move with it They all watching like what he do with it Look at him go, look at him go
1: Welcome to the most must sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers. And I'm joined, as always, by Hanson McLevane.
0: What's up, dude? So I want to start this off with the... uh, I told you to press the record button because I want to get this actually recorded.
1: Yeah, let's get going.
0: AJ Styles, maybe going to AEW. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Did you not hear about this? I
1: heard that he almost did last year.
0: Yeah, well, the, he signed a short deal with WWE for a reason. So there was some stuff that popped up on, fa- on my Facebook today by a couple different people, and I was—and I'm not the biggest wrestling fan, but big names draw my attention, especially with the way WWE is kind of taking a shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, and um, I, I was, it, for me, I think that'd be a great, a great move for AJ Styles because AEW is so much less predictable. And they're moving much more towards, not necessarily X-rated, but R-rated. And I think that'd be really good for his style. Super aggressive, super flamboyant. That'd be a lot of fun. I mean,
1: most of the guys, so, like, the, the elite um, came over from New Japan. And that's also, they were, they were with AJ. They were, they were all part of the Bullet Club. That's where Kenny, that's where Cody, the Young Bucks, that's where all these guys come from. And even Finn Balor. Um, who's over in NXT as well. He's the NXT champion right now. These guys were all Bullet Club. I think AJ was with the – I don't – maybe he wasn't with the Bucks at one point, but I know he wrestled Kenny. Like, he would – there's no doubt in my mind, AJ Styles would immediately become one of the biggest guys in AEW because he's he's one of the – a lot of – not a lot of these guys transfer over to WWE very well because WWE has this thing where if they don't build you or if you're – if you're big from something else, like if you're from the movies, or if you're from AEW, if you're from or like indies or something like that, um, then they don't want to push you. It's kind of like this stubbornness. AJ Styles came in. He didn't. He didn't go to NXT like a lot of these guys do. He debuted in the Royal Rumble match. That's not a lot. That's not a thing a lot of people do. <laughs> like for a WWE audience to not know you and for them to trust you, they hid him in a closet for the entire show so that no one knew he was going to be there. And then he came out number three. Like it was so, huge. Like, did
0: people know who he was though, obviously. Yeah. Like, because it was it anticipated that he might show up at some point. No, I, I, and I,
1: especially at that time was, and I'm in back into it now I read a lot of like wrestling Observer, So I really kind of know what's going on back, back behind, behind the scenes. I didn't even know. I knew AJ was a possibility. I didn't think he was going to be at the rumble.
0: Especially at number three.
1: <laughs> exactly. And they and they, and what happened was the, on the big Titantron, they, they said, it said, I am phenomenal. And that's when he walked out. And everyone just flipped their fucking lid when he walked out. Like the crowd went crazy. I know all my buddies went crazy. So like AJ, he obviously, I think he, just the fact that he works so well in WWE, I think it would work really well for him to go to AEW for sure. I don't know if it's going to happen because the only thing, it seems that he – I know that he talked to AEW last year and he used that in his negotiations with WWE to get more money last year. From what I heard last year, it was a longer term as in like 3-4 years and it was and apparently a quote directly from AJ was this is my last wrestling contract because he is 40 years old right now.
0: Okay. So
1: there I is mean, a That chance. doesn't
0: seem to stop a lot of these guys. <laughs> no, and, and
1: but like you know, he's he's getting older. He's done basically everything he wants to. But maybe AEW getting hot like this, maybe he does want to go over there and at least have a few dream matches with those guys because he's not having dream matches in WWE right now. Like Shinsuke Nakamura should have been a fucking phenomenal five star match at WrestleMania, and it sucked. So like he's not having those matches in WWE. Maybe he wants to go have another year in AW. I could see it happening. I really do.
0: Maybe he does one of those things where he sits out for a year or two, also, and then he comes back. Yeah, so, he really could because
1: he's he's got like four kids. I think he had, and so I don't know.
0: Especially with the way these wrestlers, like that's a very common thing in wrestling. I feel like for guys to go away and come back, and it happens well, multiple times throughout the career.
1: And a big thing too, like uh, like Nakamura, like I mentioned too, and AJ. These guys, they're in in especially in new Japan, they wrestle a lot and they wrestle a very aggressive type. It's hard on their body. So I'm, I wasn't surprised late into their careers that they went to WWE where it's a very, it's, it's a softer style. And, but they did have to work house shows and stuff now, especially in this time time. And I don't think even going forward after this pandemic, whenever that ends, I still don't think they're going to be doing many house shows because they were actually losing money on those. I think it could still be an easy schedule where that's why Nakamura went there to have an easier schedule. That's why AJ stopped. but then you look at AW, who doesn't do house shows either. They only run once a week. They even their their Tuesday show, they film on Wednesdays to, to go that next week. So like that's still an easy schedule. Maybe AJ's looking at that. I, I, I would assume everyone at WWE is looking at that like, man, I fucking well, yeah, love I feel to be like over.
0: Their schedules are a lot easier. They don't treat them like independent contractors like WWE does either, if I'm correct, right? Exactly. That's that that's exactly like the right. big one. They're like full medical insurance, like they're on legitimate count like a professional athlete should be.
1: And just to top this off, the, the match that immediately went into my head. I mean, you could there's there's AJ and Kenny, there's AJ and Hangman, there's AJ and Jungle Boy, AJ and MJF would be oh my god fucking phenomenal (laughs) no pun intended like it would just be incredible i i mean i would love to see it as a wrestling fan i miss watching aj styles because i don't watch wwe anymore
0: (laughs) yeah exactly and i think wwe has got to be really careful because even just aj's that this storyline coming up again of him maybe even like thinking about finishing his career over there that should really concern wwe because they're gonna start losing all these younger guys to AEW and all the up-and-comers are going to want to go over there because of the medical benefits and that actually being a good employee and then what's going to end up happening with wwe it's going to end up like shady home or shady oaks retirement home like wrestling organization yeah, yeah. and they're gonna be coming in their walkers and mm-hmm. yeah exactly Jumping well off cages that are only like <laughs> three feet high instead of 60
1: oh man yeah Uh, That's exciting. All right. Let's before we get into football, we're obviously going to preview what's coming up this week in the NFL. We're going to briefly go over every game. We're going to talk about Thursday night because I definitely want to talk about Thursday night. Let's talk quickly about the NBA. We'll start it off. Giannis back to back which it it should have never been in doubt. I was ranting on this podcast for so long about, oh every month, every month it was, oh it's Giannis and Dontich. Ooh, it's Giannis and LeBron. oh it's Giannis and James Harden. It's Giannis and Westbrook. But what's
0: the one name that stays consistent? It was Giannis
1: all year. Giannis didn't have a hot month. Giannis doesn't have a bunch of all-stars on his team. He has one. And even that all-star is he's not a, only he's,
0: an all-star because they're the number one team in the conference.
1: He's a number two guy. And honestly, he's probably he, a number three he's guy. a Number
0: three guy. Yeah,
1: exactly. And Giannis has made him a, a number two guy on this team.
0: And that's what happens. That's why we're ending where we're ending.
1: Now, you mentioned you watched the ESPN interview with Giannis. Well, so, let's yeah, talk it about the,
0: it. It was the TNT interview. Like, the, oh, okay. after the, he, they gave him a war. He's in Athens. And they, they did the Skype thing.
1: Which, by the way, I just need to mention. You, whoever's watching on YouTube saw me just freak out. I knew that they were in Athens. Because the other day while I'm at work, all of a sudden my boss, who is a big basketball fan. We talk about it all the time. He walks up to me. He goes, dude, did you see him? I said, no, what are you, Thin- what? And he goes, dude, the was just in here. I was like, you, Justin, dude, Come on. <laughs> he said, the was just in here. You didn't come and get me immediately. I was so, but yeah, apparently the was like trying to pick up some big shit. Cause I, cause he was saying that they were going back to uh, Athens. The Whoever was helping him was like, oh, you having a party? He's like, no, we're, I'm flying back to Athens. So
0: yeah, man, they I'm chartered so mad. That their I own plane
1: to <laughs> but, Athens that's crazy but that gives me hope that in this off season i'm gonna see a few people so i'm 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 gonna keep everyone updated uh, hopefully i'll get some pictures maybe if i see them out in the parking lot i may even try to get like a little shout out like a little hey you're listening to first John ko type of thing. oh
0: wait how that would be so sick
1: that's what i, I would want that more than a picture with them honestly that'd be
0: so sick they probably do it too they're like that mm-hmm. they're chill they're really cool. exactly plus um it's social distancing i just gotta film them <laughs> yeah yeah uh so this the interview that Yes. Um, now, I'm probably the only one that will dissect this out of anybody. But or at least that's a Bucks fan. ESPN because the, yeah, I mean, ESPN will. Um, up until that interview, I was pretty confident that Giannis is coming back and signing the Supermax.
1: Didn't, I feel like we had the same exact con- uh, conversation last week.
0: Except it's going to be different now because I don't think he's going to. I also went back last week because you said he unfollowed the Bucs. <laughs> He unfollowed
1: his Bucks teammates. I went in and he was – it said he was only following six people, but then I went yeah. in and he was following way more than that. Maybe it just – oh. maybe it wasn't refreshed or – I don't know, but he was still following all the Bucks when I checked it. I'm oh, check yeah. It no,
0: he, he only had like six followers. So yeah. um, the only thing I'm worried about is – I saw a report today. I don't know the validity of the report.
1: All right, now it has refreshed. Now it's just his brothers, his wife – and Kobe
0: girlfriend they're not married yet
1: sorry yeah
0: almost they're getting there i think i think that's something they're planning on doing right now i think that was part of the reason they wanted to go back to athens
1: right always oh, mom that's the other one
0: yeah um so the thing i'm concerned about is yana so i picking up like nonverbal cues is something that um is really easy to pick up on Specifically with players that aren't, huh, how do I describe? They don't put on a front normally. Giannis is a no bullshit type of player, and he has a no bullshit attitude. So, if he's not saying something, you can normally kind of tell if it's bugging him or something's going wrong. Yeah. And I definitely noticed when Ernie was asking him about like how he felt about the roster. Kind of, like the last question kind of revolved like what your future in Milwaukee. And the way he responded was not great. Um, He's like, I, you know, I'm just trying to spend time with my family in Athens right now. And we get through the summer. And I understand that's that like, but it was the tone of the voice in which he said it. And maybe he's just tired of answering that question
1: Mm, for the hundredth
0: time, but it just, it seems a little concerning. But so back to this report that I was talking about that came out today, that was kind of questioning. Um, a, a reporter from the bubble who recently went in, which means that he's a lower-tier reporter because they just are letting all the reporters in for the most part, yeah. um, said that allegedly CP3 was on the list of players that Giannis wants. Like, I already, I already
1: saw the report that the Bucs aren't looking at him. <laughs>
0: yeah, and – I, I don't believe that either, because I don't think Giannis wants CP3 on their roster for one seat. C- like, if Giannis wants a yeah. long-term roster, why do you want an aging point guard?
1: Yeah, and they already signed Bledsoe to that deal. Like, I don't...
0: I think they're going to trade him. There, There's a couple... He's a really good piece to trade right now, because he's only... He's rocking a $10 million a year deal, which is just above a mid-level exception and that's that's a low enough price margin where you could actually trade him in a couple picks and you could get a high round draft pick player from the mm-hmm. last couple of years. So if if there's a possible possibility to pick up a guy like that that that's definitely going to be a more open look.
1: If I'm being honest, I'm a I'm a Wisconsin sports fan. Of course I'm scared that he's going to leave. I thought Rodgers was going to leave a couple years ago. I Uh, I had a sigh of relief when Yelich signed that long-term deal. I, I still think he's going to get the supermax. I still, I'm still confident he's going to stay, but there
0: is that creeping doubt just because. And well, it's no doubt he's getting the contract. It's going to be offered. It's whether he's taking it or not, because ownership's come out and already taken fines for saying they're giving it to him. But like, you have to be the stupidest person in the world to not give him that contract oh yeah like he's worth a third of your salary space
1: i just yeah i just don't i still don't see it and like i said that doubt is still in my head but i i don't know it's i can't read too much into things because i don't feel like Giannis is that kind of guy who's gonna like i said last week i don't think he's gonna go out and leave breadcrumbs like the fact that he unfollowed everyone like he's not even following like well he's been doing that
0: though the last couple seasons though he's never followed lebron
1: He's only ever,
0: he's only ever followed his teammates.
1: Like I said, right now he's following his brothers, his mom, his girlfriend and Kobe. (laughs) That's who he's following right now. And I don't know. I I, I don't don't read too much into that. I really don't. I mean, if you really want to look at it, Alan Robinson for the, for the Chicago bears went and unfollowed all of the bears and took everything out of his profile on the bears and said, and he even had like some sort of emoji saying that he should get more money or something like that. And now all of a sudden this week he's like, nah, let's forget about last week. We'll, we'll just keep playing. Like, <laughs> he, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm i not reading too much into that. Well, I,
0: like I said, this is something Giannis does do every offseason. He does unfollow because like, he wants to focus. And the reason he follows those guys during the season is because he's part of the thing. Yeah. So I, I just like how ESPN made a big deal about it. And it's like it, this is a common thing, and nobody mentions he does it every off season. Exactly. So I just um, I worry about his tone
1: of voice. That's about all. As far as the conference finals are going, I mean,
0: unsurprisingly, I, the Heat are up too well in the Celtics. Um, I yeah, we say unsurprisingly. The, the rest of the 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 basketball world might disagree slightly because I mean, I
1: think we would have swept swept the Celtics. Yeah, I oh, think we would. Yeah. And I,
0: I, Jason Tatum is the only player on that roster that's ready for prime time right now. And
1: I, I would argue Jalen Brown to a lesser extent. Obviously, I don't think he's he's not to that level. But Jaylen I think Brown he's Brown
0: is supposed to be the number three on that team, and he has to play as the number two because Kemba Walker isn't doing what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah.
1: So like the fact that the Heat are playing like they are right now, and it doesn't surprise me, and I'm kind of shocked that it surprises other people because, I mean, and maybe that's just because I'm a Bucks fan and they just beat us, but like. They they look extremely impressive. I mean, um, they've
0: been beating us all season. They be, they've been beating us at our own game. Hustle, yeah. drive, and kick for a three. Yeah.
1: Um, and then on the other side, I mean, the series is literally just starting tonight. But the and they Lakers just dropped
0: like almost forty points apiece in the first quarter, too.
1: Yeah, and the Lakers are up fourteen points right now, going into halfway through the second quarter. I expect the Lakers to win this at five five games. I, I think.
0: I, I'm going to disagree and say seven to the Nuggets.
1: <laughs> you Listen, have, I, I, have
0: you been watching the Nuggets? They, they've come back from a three, one deficit yeah, twice true. in the same playoffs. And that's never been done before.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't mind it. Um, that's going to take a toll on them. And maybe this is the series that that happens. It could happen into the, they are a young team and I know, and I know they Jamal Murray's one po-
0: player that's over the age of 30 and it's Paul Mills yeah. thir- who is 30. So I'm,
1: I'm not disagreeing with it. I I said it as soon as the Bucs got eliminated. I'm all in on whoever wins the West. I want the Lakers to win for – I'm a LeBron fan. I like AD. I think it would be poetic this year specifically that the Lakers get a title. Um, But I've been all in on the Nuggets for the last two seasons because they've quietly been one of the best teams in the league. Like they were second. They almost got the first seed over the Warriors a year or two ago, I think it was. And they like they've been balling out, and now Jamal Murray's finally balling out the way the level he should have been. And now even Michael Porter Jr. is being the guy that they drafted him to be. Um, and Jokic, obviously, like I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they win. I still think I for I don't know I just really like the Lakers in this series, um, but I, I could see it going deep. But I, I still even in seven, just because they've already won, they've already gone to seven game series. I, I think the Lakers would edge him out a little bit.
0: You, you know, I never count out Mike Malone in any team he puts on that floor. I'm, the, the way I kind of compare that team is to like a country high school team. Because I don't know if you've ever heard Mike Malone talk, but he sounds like he's coaching a high school team that <laughs> is made up of kids that came straight from a cornfield. So I am very impressed with the First off, the roster they've put together in Denver Denver with Michael Porter jr being an absolute amazing player. That's what taking your time with a player turns into is Michael Porter jr. Back injuries are something you don't mess with. That's what happens when you develop properly taking not even a risk. Bull bull dropped so far into the draft and they're like, he's still here. Why is he still here? And they took him. So now you've got arguably two of the top 10 players out of the draft from last year everything is going right in Denver right now. They're young. They've got guys under contract. Money's not even an issue right now. Michael Porter Jr. is the face of their franchise with, with their amazing point guards. Right. And yeah, mm-hmm. Denver is so good looking right now for a basketball team in the NBA and, in, in modern basketball. And I, going just, forward. I can't, yeah. I just, I can't see. I, I feel like LeBron. See, I was watching pregame show for the game that's on the Lakers nuggets game one right now. And they were talking about who has more of an advantage the young nuggets playing consistently or the old Lakers resting for five days because the nuggets, those guys want to play. Like if they're not in motion, they're not going to stay in rhythm because, but they're young sure. so they can handle the playing, but you don't want to play against the rested LeBron because he's the best player or one of the best players of all time
1: and honestly if that's the way it's going to keep going to even if this even if this is a shorter series and they win in like 5 6 games they're going to like the east is going to be waiting for them cuz they're already two games in like they they're going to be they're going to play through the finals at this point like yeah i like i said i like whoever comes out of the west to win i and the heat are going to give whoever a good shot but i really like whoever Here's whoever comes out tell of the west you.
0: The Denver Miami final is going to look very interesting. That's going to be so 2020. Are you kidding me? Oh like, my you god! You know what? Besides the Bucks, there. And here's what I'm gonna I'm gonna say this now because I need to get off my chest. I really don't think the Bucks deserve to make it to the finals this year. Not the this way time. they finished out the the regular season before the hiatus, the way they finished out in the bubble was garbage. Mm-hmm. I know those games didn't mean anything for them, but they 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 looked like they really didn't care. And then yep. they came into the, the playoffs flat-footed because they didn't care in the bubble games, in the, the, the seeding games. Yep. So I, for that reason, and just for the fact that Jimmy Butler is a Marquette guy with Jay Crowder, maybe that Tyler Hero's from Wisconsin, but fuck him. Like, I want to see Miami win because it makes the conference look good. And yep. it shows why we have a losing record against the Miami Heat. Because they literally are the one team in the NBA that can beat us consistently. That yeah. they—they're the only team. It's—it revolves around Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, without a doubt. Yeah, it's a tough matchup. All right. Anything else before we move to football? I. No, just uh, college basketball though. That's coming. We—we we got that. College confirmed. football too. Yeah, college football is coming. Um, Crazy. College football will probably be okay. Let's see how long college basketball lasts. That one might be a little bit more interesting. How
1: do you know how they're doing college basketball? Uh, they, I don't like, know if
0: Division three is going. I think it's only D. No, I meant like I, they're but, obviously. I don't
1: think they're going to do a bubble. That's a fuck ton of people. But like, so
0: I think what they're going to. I think they're just kind of doing what football's doing, where they're just yeah. going to try to keep the guys away from everybody else.
1: MLB is doing? Honestly, whatever yeah, the whatever football has going with those fucking bracelets. Those things are so nice with the the, and tracking like who you're next to and if someone contracts it when you're within six feet of them like holy fuck that we need to get more of that. Well, they're like like,
0: the 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 NFL ones. Yeah. Yeah, because they're trying to get those at some of the bigger colleges right now, but it's really hard to. Oh, I can imagine. Like and you can't like necessarily bubble up like a college roster is really hard to control on a college campus. Oh, like yeah. it, it's hard to control college kids in general that's why i'm so. saying
1: those, those especially especially for college i think those bracelets would be super nice if they can get their hands on them and we listen ncaa we know that you have the fucking money for it i Just, was about
0: to say all this money you've been making on advertising money on your amateur athletes in the ncaa yeah. tournament for the last 50 years about i think you, you have the pocket change
1: how about you use some of that pocket change to protect those players right now i think
0: seriously yeah. and if you Anytime you were going to pretend like you gave a shit about the NCAA players, the the guys that make the guys and girls that make up your total league, like show a little respect for them. But on the, on the plus side for this though, there are new coronavirus tests that are instant that are Mm -hmm. like super inexpensive, like under like cents. They're like worth cents now. So rapid testing, cheap testing is starting to ramp up more. And it sounds like that's the type of thing we're going to be doing until we get our vaccine, which Uh, sounds like late quarter two of next year. So
1: I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how they handle basketball. I would be a huge, huge fan of them bubbling off their, their athletic programs in a dorm. If they can. Or in a building. Well, do you want to be an athlete? Like that, that's something that. That's a stipulation, no, and you, yeah. you have to agree to that if you want to be a student athlete. That's something that they can force. So yeah. we'll yeah. see.
1: I think we'll we'll probably get into that as the as those seasons kick off. I'm pretty and excited. There's going to be yeah.
0: more information coming out about standards for safety, and we'll, mm. yeah, we'll dig into that when we get it.
1: Yeah, let's talk about football. Let's talk about Thursday night. Let's talk about the Browns beating the Bengals, thirty-five, thirty. I mean, the Browns' offense looked like what we thought they were going to be um, for the last few seasons, honestly. Um, but uh, against the very suspect uh, defense in Cincinnati. Yeah. But Joe Burrow, man, I know he's 0-2, but damn, he looks good.
0: I know. Like, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I've never seen an 0-2 quarterback look so good. <laughs> honestly, Especially a rookie. Like He looks – he, I genuinely, in one of my other podcasts
1: that I was listening to, one of the guys said like he's they're gonna win a, I think Cincinnati's gonna win a Super Bowl with him, it, yeah, it, yeah, within seriously. within the next, I mean I'll give it like an eight year window, and I don't think that's too much of a hot take. Like I, I think no,
0: I, you could probably make, I'd make it a smaller window even because they at this point they've got really good pieces. They just have to make some upgrades on their line and on defense, and then,
1: exactly. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, Mixon and Bernard, are good. it's a good running back combo. I don't know how long they're going to keep that going. But I, wide receiver-wise, they could maybe upgrade another, get a solid number two because I don't think Tyler Boyd is necessarily that guy. Unfortunately, they lost their tight end to, I don't know, I haven't heard any reports, but what I'm assuming is a very long injury. It looked like a. it was a non-contact. It looked like his leg was shaking. I saw the replay. It blew, gave oh, me shivers. Oh, yeah, I, I uh,
0: heard a, a one of – it it was described as I hope it's one of those injuries he can come back from. It was his that, yeah. It, yeah. It,
1: they showed the replay when he made the cut, and you can just see his whole leg just like tense up and shake. I was like, oh no, oh, it was bad. And then he got carted off. Um, but Joe Burrow, we still we still saw him go to his backup tight end, and uh, I think like Drew Sample, I think was his name. Um, he went to him a lot. He, th- I think, thirty-seven passes was a rookie record. Uh, the thirty-seven completions was a rookie record. Um, Sixty-one attempts. He was too short of the rookie record for he attempts. threw so much, and they had to because they were down. Yeah. Um, but three touchdowns. I don't think he had an interception. Which, which that is also a rookie record. That's the most. Uh, that like that's up. That's close to like an actual record with a complete or a, attempts without a pick, and that's his second game in the NFL. Like,
0: yeah. But But we were kind of now remember, I want to keep this in perspective because this is kind of what we were expecting to a certain extent, because when you get an older quarterback, like he is, it's been through multiple strong systems with really good coaching and playing with really good talent. You would hope that he would adjust a lot quicker than most guys. Yes. And so this to me, isn't super shocking. I am very impressed with the, what 315 yards he had
1: 316
0: uh, 316 uh, zero interceptions like that's wild three touchdowns and he had seven rushes for like 19 yards he was the second leading rusher on his team if he continues to do that and can stay healthy man dude we're we're gonna be looking at some really interesting ohio rivalry games i'll be telling you that yeah depending on what the browns end up doing here in the next couple of weeks with odell
1: it was genuinely fun to watch. Like, when you say Bengals-Browns Thursday night, you're like, oh, okay, that's going to be a low-rating <laughs> wow. game. But it was, it was a really fun game to watch. I had a lot of fun. And, you know, Baker and this offense, They so this, this team looked like what a good Vikings offense looked like last year. Um, and, obviously, with Kevin Stefanski coming over to be their head coach, that's kind of what they were expecting. And this is what Stefanski likes to do. He likes to have that bell cow running back, um, and he basically has two of them with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Um, but he likes to go, he likes to get that deep ball and he likes to get that his number one receiver, who was Stefan, now is Odell Beckham Jr. He likes to get them their deep balls. He likes to get that lead and then he likes to just pound it down your throat when they have the lead. And Nick Chubb, they had that one driver. Nick Chubb just had the ball the entire time. I think Kareem yeah. Hunt had a couple runs and then Chubb just pounded it into the end zone. They literally didn't throw it once. I mean, holy crap. I still don't, I still wasn't wholly impressed with Baker Mayfield. I think – I genuinely think this performance only came because of this weak Cincinnati defense, but there's signs of life for this Browns offense and honestly for the rest of the team, but they still gave up 30 points to this Bengals offense. Like, I – and, and that's, the, that's the contrast. I like the Bengals offense, but it's still a rookie quarterback with only really one solidified wide receiver and a tight end who went down a weak offensive line. Like, they should have been a little more dominant, in my opinion, on defense – so I am still worried about this Cleveland D they're not where they should be.
0: All right. So before I give you my Baker Mayfield synopsis of his performance, what, where do you think his ceiling is? Because honestly, I can't really see him getting much better. I know he's still pretty fresh into the league only a couple of years in, but like the, the way he he's kind of like plateaued almost Derek Carr, I think
1: Derek Carr is his ceiling and I don't think we've seen, I don't think we've necessarily seen the best out of Derek Carr yet either. Um, I think he's got an opportunity to have one of the best seasons of his career this year with his offensive weapons. But I, you know, what we've seen out of Derek Carr is he can be a very competent quarterback um, and he can be, he can put up numbers, but he's never that kind of guy like an Aaron Rodgers or a Drew Brees who can go out there and win you games. I don't think Baker's, Baker's going to be that guy. I think he's a step above Kirk Cousins. Um, maybe a Matthew Stafford, actually. I think Ma- maybe Matthew Stafford would be a good comparison to Baker Mayfield, in, in my opinion. Okay. Like He's going to be a great guy, and he's going to get your offense a lot of points. But, I th- I, yeah, I just don't think he can go out there and win you games week in, week out.
0: So I, I think the biggest thing for me with Baker going forward is something he did well last night, and that was decision-making on the read option. And if he can continue to do that, I mean, first off, your coach has to have a lot of trust. And your offensive coordinator has to have a lot of trust in you to be doing stuff like that. Um, And the way that Baker scrambled out of the pocket week one and was getting hit and was kind of being reckless, like he was trying to be Lamar, Mm -hmm. that really concerned me coming into week two. But then I realized who they were playing. And then, like, the defense just isn't as strong as most other NFL teams are for the Bengals. So it didn't surprise me to see – it didn't surprise me at all, actually, to see Baker get out of the pocket, move around freely. Didn't really feel a lot of pressure, it seemed like, on those read options. And it looked like he could have gone either way, and it would have been kind of unpressured. So I think that kind of speaks volumes to the Bengals because they made Baker Mayfield look good, which – Here's a
1: stat for the Bengals' defense. Last year, the top three – Defensive players, as in the top three, top bottom three, I guess you would say, as far as missed tackles, all top, all three players were Cincinnati Bengals on that defense last year, and only one of them returned. They got rid of two of them, but that one of them, I believe, is still one of their middle linebackers. They have not had a good defense for a long time now, um, and I think they were also missing Geno Atkins, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that's going to help in the run defense once once he comes back, and honestly, pressuring the quarterback, like Gino you know, Atkins is like top ten, top five D tackles right now. Um, so that's it's going to help when he comes back. Yeah, I the, obviously the Bengals have stuff to fix. I don't think I I, I think I had them slotted into maybe get in uh, on a wild card. I doubt that's going to happen this year, um, but. Uh, I really – again, Joe Burrow, if he progresses the way he did from week one to week two, holy shit, he's going to be an MVP by week 17.
0: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I'm um, really excited to see what he ends up doing. Yeah,
1: me too. I'm very, very excited. All right, let's talk about these games on Sunday. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to literally read off this game. I'm going to see what you have to say about this, and then we're going to jump to me. We're literally just going to rattle through these games. Sounds um, good. Jaguars versus Titans. This is in Tennessee. Both teams coming off a win. Tennessee's favorite at home, seven and a half. I think
0: that's a big line. Over/unders forty-four.
1: Yeah. How do you see this game playing out?
0: It all depends on how Jacksonville can contain Derrick Henry. If they can contain Derrick Henry, they're going to win the game. But <laughs> that- here's a stat. Here's the stat for that. Last year, there were three drives
1: in the NFL that went. 99 yards for a touchdown. 3 drives. One of those was a run by Derrick Henry against the Jaguars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so like I said, <laughs> not even knowing that stat. <laughs> yeah. And we I, lost a sp- lot
1: of we lost a lot of defensive players last year yeah. th- from last year to this year too.
0: And so. I kept that in the back of my brain from you talking about that in the previous episodes. I'm like I he said their defense sucks. And I know Derrick Henry is a dude that you look at him and you like whimper. Like he, he's horrifying. He's massive. He's got like Eric Thames arms, (laughs) but like, he's got like the thighs of a lineman, but the speed of Usain Bolt, like, I don't understand how it works.
1: It's scary that they have him and AJ Brown on their team. It's, it's incredibly scary. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I agree with you. Like, the Jaguars are going to have to do a lot on offense. Like, Minchu's going to have to have another damn near perfect game. Um, and even then, like, they're going to have to keep up with Derrick Henry. But the, the, the Titans are going to control the clock. And that's, yeah. that's, and that's what they're going for. We know that for a fact. I still can't believe the Jaguars pulled off that win last year. I know a lot of their rookies stepped up. I know a lot of their young guys stepped up. Miles Jack is still in that defense. But well, Miles Jack is not going to be able to tackle Derrick Henry on every play by himself. <sighs> And I don't know who else is going to those safety a lot. These safeties are young and they may be used to tackling small running backs at college. And whoever, what, who was it? Jonathan Taylor and, and naheem Hines last week. <laughs> this is they a different weren't, They weren't game. tackling
0: Jonathan Taylor either. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> Once <laughs> Marlon Mack went a, down. He had a really good game though.
1: Yeah. I, I fully expect the Titans to run away with this. <laughs>
0: Yeah, as long as Tannehill makes good decisions and doesn't throw away easy passes, it, it should be a pretty much a walk in the park.
1: Which is basically the quarterback that Tannehill is right now. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's why they have him. Exactly. Uh,
1: all right, Detroit coming off of their loss to the Bears, going to Green Bay. Oh my God! How is this? Okay. How how is Tennessee favored by more
0: <laughs> than? So here here's why I'm okay with with Tennessee being favored by more in their game. Because the Packers always like to take a shit in in games against divisional rivals. I that actually they, they should I, beat
1: I would I would word that as the these divisional games are always competitive like the other team always seems to step up
0: yeah it's it's not because they see each other so often
1: yeah and i think the lions specifically they always play us extremely well no matter if they're it's that 0 and 16 year or if it was last year they play us well even last year like they they played us extremely well even with uh david blau at quarterback like these guys they, they we know each other's too well like and so i do i do yeah i get that point
0: yeah, so, I mean, the only way Detroit wins this game is if they can protect Matt Stafford and if he can manage the game well. And it, it's going to be the combination of are his targets going to be open so they can get the run game going, or can they get the run game going and hope that will get his targets open? But the big key here is they have to get one of those started, and neither of those are really major strong suits for him right now. I mean, they've got an arm, but you've got to have hands to catch it so I just I I I understand that the Packers have some youth in the backfield it doesn't concern me I think they're going to be fine I I think the Packers win by at least two two touchdowns
1: yes at least um I was just looking Kenny Galladay for the Lions is out again and that's their number one receiver
0: yeah yeah no hands
1: Last week, they protected Stafford pretty well against this Lions or against the Chicago Bears defensive line, but the Chicago Bears lost Leonard Floyd. The Packers, ooh, did we lose Kenny Clark last week? Is he out? I'm gonna have to look at that. But still, we still have, I mean, if you look at it, we still have um, Rashawn Gary, who we drafted and has come into his own at the end of last season and and last week, Um, and Zadarius Smith. And Preston Smith. Like we still have those outside guys. We still have Dean Lowry, who who's probably going to play in the middle. Um, we still have our offensive line, and the addition of Christian Kirksey in the middle, I thought worked very well last week. We held Dalvin Cook to 50 yards. Yeah, I'm not and scared that's of Adrian. Because
0: Adrian Peter. Well, Adrian Peterson likes to play well against the Packers.
1: But 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 what Adrian Peters? Like I I. This is also only the second game for Adrian in. Detroit I I'm I'm not scared of this game. I yeah. think that you know, I think it probably will still be a close game, but I like you you know, at least two touchdowns. I would say at least at least 14 points we win this game by um, because I just think the Packers look great. But Aaron Rodgers looks like MVP Aaron Rodgers, which is yeah. amazing to see and I can't wait to see what he does against this Detroit team who like I, who do they have? They traded away Darius Slay. I think yeah. they I think their rookie cornerback, uh, who I think they drafted in the first round, I, I, Jeff Okuda, I believe, from Ohio State. He didn't play last week, and I believe he's going to be healthy this week. But a, a debuting rookie cornerback against Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> I'll take well, that it, any day of the week. <laughs> it
0: would be a really good show-out for him, though, if he plays well. So,
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. But who is he going to be guarding? the second best receiver in the yeah exactly (laughs) um um so
0: injury report for the packers st brown and rams are the only two that are out uh turner green adams are all questionable uh defensive tackle Montrevius adams oh Montre. okay yeah so Kenny Devante. i'm pretty sure
1: six hours ago packers injury report out kenny clark
0: no please no
1: from mike clemens on twitter um that would suck it's his groin. And honestly, I literally three weeks ago while I was at work, pulled my groin and I missed two days of work. It is not a fun injury.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Imagine. He is. out. So is Lane Taylor. That yeah. Well, Lane Taylor's out for the season.
1: He's out for the season. It looks yeah. like Billy Turner is questionable on the offensive line as well. Patrick Lucas uh, is questionable. Um, I see. Um, what was the other, uh, sorry. Yeah, no, that's kind of it. Montrevious Adams is questionable, it says here, too. We'll see. I don't know. I still feel – honestly, our our offensive line didn't even allow anyone near Rodgers last week, so I feel all right with that. Yeah. Let's talk about those Chicago Bears hosting the New York Giants, who put up a decent fight in the first quarter against Pittsburgh on Monday, but uh, didn't really – I guess we didn't talk about them on that – Oh, no, we did talk about that game what was the game that we didn't get to talk about oh yeah tennessee and denver uh yeah. denver where denver punted on over half of their possessions yeah um <laughs> uh, I, mm, yeah no i i don't and
0: that's all we needed to talk about that game yeah.
1: <laughs> we yeah we don't need to mention too much from that but uh, as far as the giants coming into this game is Saquon Barkley going to have more than six yards on the ground? <laughs> and yeah. is, is Mitch Trubisky going to look like he did in the fourth quarter? Or no. are we going to get him in the third? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I'm looking at ESPN is favoring them 65 to 34. And that kind of like sickens me a little bit. Because- well, and I'll give you the over
1: unders 42 and the point, the point, the, in, the inferred point total is about what thirty seven for Chicago? Well, I get what was it? What would that be? So, I'm terrible at this math. I wish they actually gave me these stats. Maybe I'll
0: I'll, I'll get it to you in a second. Go ahead. Um, I did. Mitch Trubisky still my favorite Packers quarterback, and that that's not going to change. Aside dude's from got got one remember I say he? Dude's got one good quarter in two years. And now that everyone's like, Oh, Mitch Trubisky, Mitch Trubisky. And to be fair, Mitch plays a good
1: quarter most week, most weeks. It's just usually not the fourth quarter of them. Yeah. There's four
0: of them. And even if you played three or two of them, well, you know, like that's better than one every other week. And that, that is, that's about where he's at. And if I the bears have Nick Foles on that roster now Foles is going to have to sit another three weeks because Trubisky threw three passes well. And I just, I feel bad for him because I don't know if that was originally the plan. I feel like the plan was to go with Foles at one point, And then somebody in training camp was like, no, 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 Trubisky. And they just kind of ran with it. So it, I think that's what's going on because it sounded like there was a fight at one point for who was going to get that spot.
1: Yeah, I I'm looking ahead at the rest of the games that we have here. And I almost called this my almost upset of the week, but there's one that I think is a little stronger. I, I wouldn't I think call
0: a, it an upset if the Giants won.
1: Not necessarily only because it's at home and they're favored by yeah. a decent amount. But I, I do think the Giants will probably pull this out. They looked like I said, against that against Pittsburgh's defense, they looked pretty good in the first quarter. They put up, I think they ended up, only putting up 13 points, um, but Saquon wasn't going. Daniel, again, I think Pittsburgh's defense might be the best in the league right now, um, so I'm not, too, I'm not looking too much at that game. And what Chicago's defense wasn't able to do against Detroit last week is very telling, so I'm, I'm looking at the Giants to take this one. It's going to be a close game, but the difference is I don't see Trubisky having the fourth quarter that he had last week.
0: Yeah. I, Trubisky is going to come back to earth and it's, and it, it happens. Like you get excited. You you feel like he's been so bad for so long and he has, he plays well. And then I, I understand Chicago. You haven't had good sports in a while yet. You, you had that world series. That was nice, but like <laughs> four years ago now, was it? Yeah. And it was great because I got to experience <laughs> it because I was going to school in Illinois. It was a great time to be alive. Oh boy. Um,
1: All right, let's move on to the game that I am actually calling my almost upset of the week, the Falcons and the Cowboys. The Falcons put up a lot of offensive yards last week against the Seahawks defense, and they're coming in. The Cowboys couldn't even contain Jared Goff, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, and who's their running back? Fucking something Brown. I who I like the Falcons on this game a lot. So, how much how much is Dallas favored by? 4 points. It's a 53
0: and a half point over under. Ooh. I I I like the Falcons too. And for the the sake of Mike McCarthy just they they didn't look fantastic last week and the way like we're we're kinda of talking it looks like kinda of like that old Packers offense. Didn't really work well for them, at least not week one. So maybe they've adjusted, maybe they've changed some things. Probably not. It's Mike McCarthy. He hasn't changed anything. Um, but I love Todd Gurley. I, I think Todd Gurley In this offense
1: specifically, yeah. Yeah.
0: And he just I'm so happy he's not a Ram anymore. Like he was just so underutilized and it hurt. Because as a sports fan, as a sports enthusiast, you hate to see freaks of nature like that get contained. Well, and here's the thing about
1: that. So the Rams felt like in the last two years, and they, I think they were right to feel like this, they were saving Todd Gurley and his legs um, for the postseason. And, like that, and after being in the Super Bowl, I can't really blame them for that. Yeah. Um, as, whereas the Falcons only signed him for a season. And they're in a very tough division. So I think the Falcons are out here saying, look, dude, I don't really care what your legs look like late in the season. You need, to, you need to perform for the whole season. And you need to show us that you can so that maybe we resign you or so that you can make more money somewhere else. And so the Falcons are using him right away. And I, I absolutely love, the, again, Hayden Hurst, their they're freaking receiving core. They had 300-yard receivers last week. I don't see the the Cowboys are already like snake bitten on that defense. They already lost two of their guys, and they, yeah, and 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 again, this is a coach playing for their playing for his uh, job in the in Dan Quinn. I really like the Falcons to win here. I really do.
0: Yeah, um, and you bring up the the whole point about saving Todd Gurley for postseason what they're doing in la i didn't even realize he's six one. he's like, like i knew he was tall but he's he's really tall for a running back yeah and six one get like i'm six three, and getting my legs taken out from under me was like a really easy thing in basketball yep. so i can only imagine football and yep. the whole knee situation so yeah and come postseason time th- like you said they might even just bring somebody else in like or they might mm-hmm. have somebody else on the roster that's fresh like we just – he's not being babied as much. He's not being treated as, like, the golden calf like he was out in L.A. At yeah. Playoff
1: golden calf. And on the other side of the ball, I mean, I know the Falcons gave up a lot to the Seahawks, but that was Russell Wilson having an absolutely fucking fantastic day. Yeah. Um, And I don't know if it was because of the game plan for the Seahawks, but they – I don't – like, Chris Carson didn't do much but I think that was the game plan. I'm not going to look too much of that. I think Zeke's going to have a good day. It's all about Dak and it's all about what he can do. It's how he can answer to this explosive offense. Um, and if I look, they have Brian Hill and Edo Smith behind uh, Todd Gurley and they've been high on them on both of those two young guys. I've heard Edo Smith's name like mm-hmm. before. Edo Smith is one of those speed backs. He's yeah. kind of like a Darren Sproles type of guy. Um, and they've had hopes for Brian Hill over the past few seasons. I think that that was one of the big reasons they let Devontae Freeman walk. Um, okay. So I, I think you're completely right in that. Um, yeah. I. It's just hard for me to sit here and say that the Cowboys offense, which did not look good, well, granted against the Rams. Um, I, I don't know if they're going to have, I don't know if the Falcons D line is going to make as much noise that Aaron Donald himself made. Um, but yeah, it, we're forgetting be- a
0: really big thing, though. Remember, Matt Ryan is still throwing the ball to Julio Jones. So, uh, I mean, he had 450 yards last week, which is just
1: stupid. And- well, that's the thing. With a high over-under like this and a high-scoring offenses, I think I, it's going to come down to who can score in the fourth quarter. And throwing the ball like that at a high, uh, at a high volume – I'm putting my money on Matt Ryan more than Dak Prescott, like any day of the week. And just
0: purely based on experience too. Mm -hmm. Like if, even if their skill level was the exact same, I still pick Matt Ryan every time. So can't wait for the Cowboys to be 0-2. It's going to be great. And then everyone's like, oh no, why isn't it working? It's like, oh, Mike McCarthy. Like (laughs) does he make it through the season? Honestly, do you think he can make it through the season?
1: Dude, how many seasons did Jason Garrett make it through?
0: But if they have a losing record in, in, what, five, six weeks, if they've only won two he, games, if they only have won two games in six weeks, th- there's going to be some issues.
1: Mike McCarthy will make it through the season. I can't guarantee over the offseason that Jerry Jones doesn't get bored, but I will guarantee that he will not fire him midseason because so in that if division
0: – t- If they get to 2-8, and eight, you think they keep him? Who
1: is – here's the thing. Who is – competing in that division with them are the eagles going to compete and win that division or the giants are the are the washington football team like i i still think the cowboys squeak in and win eight and eight seven to nine like we've seen them do before i still think they
0: purely because of the division that they're in
1: i i don't know i don't see him I don't see him going anywhere. We this have season. to
0: remember that the Giants are a team that are very capable of taking a game, as we saw last week. So is Washington, I guess. So <laughs> I, it, Dwayne Haskins is capable of being a monster. So uh, what? What I'm worried about, if I'm a fan of the Cowboys right now, is Mike McCarthy getting complacent and not mm-hmm. changing things, because mm-hmm. that has been his biggest criticism: is he doesn't change things. And that's something that you have a young, smart team. You have a smart quarterback in Dak Prescott and a smart, smart running back in Ezekiel Elliott. You're not going to be using enough.
1: That and, offensive line is not as good as we've come accustomed to either, because of the no. loss to Travis. Uh, Travis Frederick. They do have uh, Tyler Frick. What's his? Another Wisconsin center that they're waiting to put in Biznasty or something like that. Uh, it's I. I always struggle with the name but they drafted him specifically to kind of be the new travis frederick who also came from wisconsin um so they i i do see that they're waiting to put him in but that offensive line is definitely not what it used to be
0: yeah and because of that i think we're gonna see zeke maybe, maybe line up a little bit more like an inside slot because If you get Dak out in the backfield on his own, he has some space to maneuver and he has time to throw the ball instead of coming under center and then having guys just plowing through his O-line.
1: But if you, if you have, if you put Zeke in the backfield, that's going to load more people in the box and give more room for Zach or for Dak to throw the ball. There's going to be more guys in the, it's going to be more front eight than back eight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. Well, let's see what Mike McCarthy does because at this rate, who that I mean, it's going to either be the exact same thing as last week or it's going to be some bullshit that doesn't make any sense.
1: I love that Mike McCarthy has become the Cowboys' headache and not ours. It's great. It's the best. It's the best. Let's talk about the 0 1 Vikings versus the 0 1 Colts. The Colts are actually favored at home here to bounce back after they lost to the Jaguars. This is an interesting game, uh, oh man. God.
0: Stop it. Stop it. There we go. Ads <laughs> on the
1: ESPN app, man. I'm yep. telling you. I th- thankfully, mine stayed muted from last week. I, man, I don't know about this game because maybe Phillip Rivers has a bounce back week and maybe Jonathan Taylor is going to be that bell cow. Oh, that'd but be like, awesome, wouldn't it? But like the Colts couldn't even stop Jacksonville last week. Are they going to be able to stop Dalvin Cook in this offense? who, you know, you look at the final score last week, they bounced back against a prevent defense in Green Bay. Maybe this team is going to start clicking. And and we got to remember, it's a new offensive coordinator for Minnesota. So maybe, you know, it's going to be slow for them to start clicking again. It's hard for me to say that the Colts are going to find the way to win this. But they probably will. I This one's really tough for me.
0: So – I'm going to pick the Colts too, and the only reason I'm going to pick the Colts is because the reason why I feel like they lost last week was because Garter Minchu played, like, the best football he literally could have played, at least throwing the ball, right? So, and for that reason, I feel like – I mean, you've got Phillip Rivers. He's definitely on the top end of the mid-tier quarterbacks. I, yeah. he's. We're going to see what – what our, our former Wisconsin running back is going to do, which is going to be a lot of fun. It's a lot It's I, weird to see him in blue. Yes. Definitely weird to see him in blue. And but, number um, 28. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be a lot of fun. I,
1: yeah, I'm going to have my eye on this game purely because it's the Vikings too, but like, yeah, this one's weird for me. I I don't know. I, I can see. The weird thing is i can see the colts here's the here's the two possibilities i see out of this game i see the colts winning by a touchdown or by a single score but i see the vikings if they win i see them winning by like two or three scores <laughs>
0: like yeah I was, no, I, was, I was thinking the same thing like the vikings are either gonna blow them out or the Colts <laughs> are gonna barely get away with this <laughs>
1: it's it's super weird but I mean, again, that young secondary for the Vikings. I don't know how healthy uh, uh, Daniel Hunter is going to be. Yeah. I don't know how healthy Unique Ngakwe is. Maybe Philip Rivers finds a groove here. I don't know. It's super weird because
0: they could do it against the Colts. I don't know. Well, sometimes Kirk Cousins likes to play really well for no <laughs> reason, and against in and, and games where he probably should be like thinking more about playing well in bigger games. So like. Yeah. This is the perfect occasion for Philip, or for, to play against Philip Rivers and show that, like, look, we're in the same tier of quarterback. I'm still better than you, and like, this is this is his time to show it. With
1: a line like minus three for the Colts, if I was a betting man, I would take the Colts on that minus three. I, that's tough. I'm not betting on this game. I wouldn't either. I, I'm not
0: betting on this game. They're, I won't put
1: actual money, but for no, the I, sake of the show.
0: I yeah no I. There's so many other games this week that I'd rather put money on than oh, that. Oh, for one. sure.
1: Uh, speaking of, I can't believe the line is this low, but the Bills going against the Dolphins. I, I mean, so
0: all my money on the Bills.
1: <laughs> especially only minus five and a half. I yeah. You're probably not getting a good plus minus on this, but like, I think Josh Allen's just going to have another MVP week, in my, which is great to hear as a fantasy owner of him. I I absolutely cannot wait to see what happens with this. The Bills defense going against a snake-bitten offense in, Dol- in the Dolphins. They- De- Devonta Parker is questionable, so I don't – even if he plays, he's not going to be 100%. Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't even look great against the, uh, the, uh, the Patriots last week.
0: Whew. Yeah, three yeah, interceptions.
1: I- I'm, oh, I'm pretty excited to watch I- – the-, the Bills are just going to absolutely trample the Dolphins, I think.
0: Yeah, I think Josh Allen goes for 300 yards again. I, 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 but he rushed for he rushed for 57 yards last week. I think we'll see something pretty similar, if not more. Please. I mean, man, that dude could ball.
1: Give me another 30-point so week. He's, he yeah, he's so great. Good. And he, I think his schedule gets tougher as the season goes on, but I genuinely I, – I'm sticking to my take, and I will not give up on it the rest of the – you can call me out on it if I do. I think Josh Allen's going to be in the MVP race this year.
0: I, you know, after watching him last week, I was a little skeptical after you brought that up at first, but truly like the thing about these younger quarterbacks, and we saw it with Patrick Mahomes with how quickly he progressed with the chiefs, Mm -hmm. these young guys that are smart, gifted, athletically gifted players can progress so quickly within a system. Once they get into a groove, that's exactly what we're seeing with Josh Allen right now. Like he's so comfortable with his offense (laughs) and Mm -hmm. he he's, starting make his own decisions on the field too. And that's where trust is starting to become big. He's still young, but he's starting to be that better, stronger quarterback, not half billion dollar category, but definitely get your team to a playoffs. Maybe, maybe go get yourself a ring in a couple years. What I go
1: like hearing about, what I like hearing out of these teams with these young quarterbacks too, is building these teams around the young quarterback. We saw Patrick Mahomes, they got Tyreek Hill, they got McColl uh, Hardman, they got Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and I, they already had Travis Kelsey. They they, they build these teams around tra- – Patrick Mahomes can throw a deep ball, so let's get a bunch of fucking fast guys that no one can cover and we'll just throw the ball down everyone's throat. You, and now you have Josh Allen, who I, I will never forget hearing the, the Bills say, we're not looking for the best route runner, we're not looking for the best receiver, we're looking for quick guys, not, not fast, but quick, who can – adjust to the ball because we know Josh Allen's not the most accurate quarterback. He's not going to hit a receiver who's barely guarded and fit it into a tight window like Aaron Rodgers. He's going to throw a wide receiver open and we need those wide receivers to make that adjustment. And they had that. And then they added Stefan Diggs, who I believe is that receiver too. I just absolutely. And that, and that defense is just, Oh my God, that defense is ridiculous. I cannot wait for the bills by 50 in my opinion. I've talked to myself, like the bills are just going to absolutely destroy
0: yeah stefan diggs is like one of the perfect receivers like on the short list he's one of the perfect receivers for josh allen because like you're talking about that catching window Mm stefan diggs is so good at adjusting in midair there's very few wide receivers that are as good as he is like we're Mm -hmm. talking like julio jones category so
1: and i mean think about the quarterbacks that uh stefan diggs has played with like Kirk Cousins and whoever the hell the backups were. Kirk Cousins Kirk.
0: is a very – like, he, he's a bomb arm that mm-hmm. gets it into an area that you have to go catch mm-hmm. it. Like, you got to go fight for it.
1: Speaking of teams that will pro- that'll probably win by 50, the 49ers taking on the Jets. Uh, good God, this is going to also be a slaughter. Oh, they, the,
0: the, the Jets are still in the NFL?
1: Uh, barely, L- dude. Adam Gase. I swear to fricking God. Okay, so a lot of people think I, I ta- I told you about the Le- the Le'Veon Bell. They put him in after the injury type of yes. thing. That's still. I don't know that for sure. These are just stories that I. I hear. I've
0: heard that from other people now. Good.
1: Now I'm hearing because I, if you watch that James- Jameson Crowder long touchdown, it looks like he might have tweaked something on that too, and then I don't think he played much after that. Jameson Crowder is now questionable, doubtful for this weekend. And the reports out of camp is that, or the reports out of practice is that he hurt himself in practice. He's, out. I think, he is out. Okay, see that. I think, I think he reaggravated or made it worse in practice. I think he was in, dude. I don't know. I don't know if this is Adam Gase's call. I don't know if it's the train. They need better trainers or something because holy shit, you can't just have players practicing and going back into the game when they're injured because. Oh my god! But like, and you—they're playing the 49ers They're going
0: to get absolutely demolished. Like, there's no question about it. You know, it would really suck if you were a Jets and a Knicks fan. <laughs> and the Islanders—they suck too. Like, there's not really like the Mets. I mean, the Mets, Mets and Yankees only, are not They—they've been well, they've been. Decent ish. They've been they've been fun to watch. Not necessarily winning, but they've been fun to watch. They have good pitchers. Like, <laughs> they hit home runs. Like yeah. That's about it. That's um about, uh, yeah. first off, I was looking at the injury report and I totally, totally forgot Flacco's a jet. That's so <laughs> weird. That just doesn't make sense to me. Um but I forgot about that too. Just for the sake of I think Jimmy Garoppolo is the wrong quarterback for the 49ers, even though like in some, ways, I think he's he's the right quarterback in some ways that he's like willing to like like pass off the ball and only throw the mm -hmm. ball 20 times in a game, which a Mm -hmm. lot of quarterbacks are not willing to do.
1: And dump it off to
0: the running back. Yeah. He's just, he's like major quarterbacks like him are not willing to not throw the ball. Mm -hmm. So, um, but beyond that, I think he's willing to not throw the ball because he knows that maybe running the ball might be a better option most of the time.
1: I genuinely, wholeheartedly, this is not a joke, believe that I could start at quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers and we would win against the Jets this weekend.
0: Oh, oh, no, no. Let me take that one step further. My grandfather, <laughs> who has a colostomy bag, could butt fumble three times like Sanchez and they would still win by two touchdowns that don't even, I'm not even bringing the dimension. Dude couldn't remember the playbook. They'd still win. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't <laughs> yeah. even matter.
1: Yeah. That's, that's all I got to say about that game. The LA Rams going to Philly against the snake bitten Eagles. Uh, Philly's only favored by one point at home. And I'm actually even surprised at that. I think the Rams are taking this pretty easy.
0: Yeah. And, I I feel bad for the Eagles, too, because ever since the Super Bowl, it's just kind of like, woo, just really fast.
1: I'll say it every week. They picked the wrong quarterback.
0: Oh, yeah, they knew knew it immediately after they did it. I think it was one of those things like, man, that was a bad decision.
1: As soon as they traded Foles,
0: yeah. The day after, they're like, ooh. It's like when you break up with that one girl, like, oh, no, wait, she was the one. She was the one. (laughs) Damn, now I can't get her back. That's what you get Philly. Yeah, no, I think the Rams are starting to get something going again. Maybe They might potentially be on another future playoff run here, so we'll see. The only reason I say
1: that they're going to have to really, really compete, the extended playoffs is going to be their friend this year, only because they're in a division with the Niners and the Seahawks. And man, I did, the, it's hard for me to watch what the Rams did to Dallas on Sunday night and look at what the Eagles did against Washington and say that, and, and, and listen, Washington has a really good defensive line, but the Rams have Aaron Donald. <laughs> Do I, <laughs> I'm the, the Rams have Aaron Donald. <laughs> I'm convinced in this game that they could rush Aaron Donald and drop 10 people back and, and Aaron Donald would probably get four or five sacks.
0: I'm, I'm convinced he's, so good. He's like, ridiculous. Guys of that – Could you imagine if, if him and a Bosa ever ended up on the same team? No.
1: Like, I, I think was, the commissioner
0: was, might have to get involved for something like that. Dude, they have Leonard
1: Floyd now, who was a beast in Chicago. I'm so glad he's gone. And they – I'm pretty sure they still have Devontae Fowler – or Dante Fowler, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, like, holy – like, this defense is crazy. They have Jalen Ramsey. They have – like – what <laughs> this team, this team is, this team is good. And, and I, I'm forgetting the freaking guy's name now, but they're running back Brown. Something It starts with an M. I should know this. Malcolm. <laughs> Malcolm Brown. Thank you. Uh, Malcolm Brown looked like the better running back. And I think he's going to get the majority of the load again. Um, it looked like they had a game plan. They had a few screens for him. He got the ball on the goal line. I think he's going to be the guy again. They just extended, um, uh, the, but, 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 uh, Robert Woods to a four-year deal for $68 million. 32 of it guaranteed. They just did that today. And they've That's had like a lot of faith.
0: catches and 105 yards gets you in week one. <laughs> Robert Woods is their guy this year. And
1: even – which is weird to think about when you've seen the past few seasons and Cooper Cup dominating. But Cooper Cup isn't uh, – reliable i guess especially with that acl injury yeah he isn't consistent especially with that acl injury he had a few years ago even though he bounced back last year robert woods has been their guy and i'm not surprised excuse me i'm not surprised that they extended him and they're making him their number one guy because again he fits the scheme we see guys you know robert woods is not a top 10 receiver in this league but we because we know you know davante we know michael michael thomas we know julio tyreek hill Robert Woods is the guy in this offense who is going to either get open, he's going to get drawn to get open, but he runs the routes that Sean McVay wants to do. And speaking of Sean McVay, I mean, he just – his offensive play calling looked like two years ago, like their Super Bowl run. Yes, uh, I don't
0: know what was going on last season. Yeah, I, me either. Maybe they were trying to tank. Like, <laughs> it, it almost looked like it. They're just yeah. so different.
1: Wow, oh, Fowler's on the Falcons now? Well, what? What? I got to look at this depth chart for the freaking. See,
0: that's the, that's the thing about football. There's so many players like NBA. It's really easy to keep up with everybody. Usually the I'm so- is there's so many guys coming in and out, but like in NFL, everybody stays in. You know what it
1: is this year? I usually, I'm so good at these depth charts. You know what it is this season?
0: No preseason.
1: I didn't buy Madden this year.
0: Oh, I- I haven't Good been move. playing Madden,
1: and that Good is what—that's right. That's usually why I know these these depth charts so well and everything. I was
0: playing Madden 20 today,
1: dude. It's so bad.
0: <laughs> it's better than 21.
1: <laughs> probably, you're probably right. i have still not. I, I've,
0: I've played 21.
1: <laughs> I actually
0: clunks like there's actual glitches. <laughs> like it clunks while you play sometimes.
1: I heard the glitches aren't even like you know someone will glitch into a spot. Like the game will literally just freeze. Yeah. <laughs> like it, the, the, I, like the frame we, will just freeze
0: i was playing with one of my buddies and the game actually completely shut down and it's like a fresh release game like it should be running just fine so
1: yeah i'm glad but it, genuinely i deleted madden off my playstation the day that mlb the show came out
0: it's i and that's like i was sitting here today i was like mlb the show is such a leisure game compared to like 2k where you have to sit there and stare at the screen the whole time. Like, I cannot wait for the show to come out on next-gen consoles for Xbox because that's going to make my life so much more calming. <laughs> right. I'm just
1: looking at all they stuff. Michael Brockers. We got – Michael Brockers is the other guy along with Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald. Like, this defense is just going to absolutely eat up that Eagles offensive line. I feel so bad for Carson Wentz this week. Um, yeah. Uh, Broncos against the Steelers.
0: Put some respect Bronco- on Big Ben's name. Put oh good god yeah. He's going to come out this week and he's going to go ape shit.
1: The Steelers, I said it on our on our last show, the Steelers are going to threaten the Ravens for the division this year. I I really believe that because of that defense, because of how good that defense has been playing over the past two seasons and especially when they got Minka Fitzpatrick. Since they've gotten him, they've been a top defense in the league. And now with the addition of Big Ben, they're going to have a running back committee. Like Benny, it's going to be Benny Snell and James Conner because James Conner just isn't reliable as a weekly running back. But Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay DeAndre, DeAndre Johnson, like this offense is going to be fine with Big Ben. And, I mean, the Broncos could barely do anything against Tennessee. And that's not saying – Tennessee's a great defense. That's why they couldn't do anything. But now you're playing an even better defense. I, yeah, the Steelers are going to, I think last week we were talking about how so many of the games are close. Going through these, it looks like a lot of these games aren't, aren't going to be close. I think Red yeah. Zone's going to be kind of boring towards those uh, witching hours. It's for like sure. they
0: picked out week one on purpose.
1: <laughs> you're right. Almost. And then they were like, ah, oh, fuck, we, we didn't pay enough attention to week two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I I you gotta like the, have a,
0: you have to have a bad week at some point.
1: Yeah, um, man, I mean Pittsburgh's favored seven and a half with a forty and a half over under. That only gives Broncos what thirteen points in in implied points. Like, ugh, ugh man, <laughs> I I mean they shut down Saquon. The the Melvin Gordon's not gonna
0: do anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, this spread I got here so seventeen like. 24. Like that, that sounds about right. I, I think maybe the Steelers get up into the low thirties. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. But like, yeah, they don't yeah. move quick though, because big Ben doesn't have a fast offense. They, they kind of, they're, they're taking their time, which I, I get because big Ben doesn't move quickly necessarily. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> he's, he's one, what might one call a, a moving wall. doesn't go down very easily. Yeah, that's true.
1: Um yeah, I did, I don't even have anything else to say about that game. Um all right. This is a game I actually want to spend a little bit of time on. Okay. The Panthers going to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Here is what I'm going to say about this game.
0: Oh wow. The Holy
1: Buccaneers cow. the Buccaneers are going to win this game and their running game is going to look fantastic and Brady is going to put up a very good stat line, but that's because he's going to be throwing underneath. He's, ah, Godwin's not playing. Scotty Miller is going to put up a lot of yards. I think the t- I think OJ Howard's going to get a lot, but I think R- Ronald Jones is going to get a lot of touches, whether it's out of the backfield or if it's just catches. The Buccaneers are going to tear apart this defense. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be close. That eight and a half, I might actually take the Panthers because I think the Panthers' offense is going to do a lot too. But I think the Buccaneers are going to figure something out on offense this week, only because it's the Panthers defense. And I think people are going to get way, way too overhyped about the the Tampa Bay next week. Because I I was thinking about this on my drive home, like Tampa Bay, they're going to do a lot against this team. They really are. And I just, it's, it's only because it's this team. It's the same thing as, like the, as the Browns doing good against Cincy's defense. Like, yeah, it was great to see Baker and Nick Chubb do really good this week. But I don't see it happening most weeks against better defenses. And I think it's kind of the same thing here. Like, who do the Panthers even have? And I talked about their defense probably not being good. And I was very much proven right more so than I thought. Yeah. Like, I, uh, the Buccaneers are going to win this game and they're probably going to win somewhere around the along along the lines of like 42 to 38 or something like that. It's going to be a high scoring game. I would hammer the over in this one because I don't trust either defense. But I think the buccaneers are going to look good because of the ground game and Tom Brady's going to be in it, in his element where he's just dumping the ball off to receivers and quick slant routes. I really and maybe one or two deep balls to Mike Evans.
0: Now, you're missing a little key component there. You're talking about the, uh, the run game for Tampa. I'm more worried about if Tampa can stop the Carolina run game. If they, if they run the ball, they need to run the ball more than they did last week. I, I think they're going to come I'm, in with a game because they know that the Tampa Bay defense isn't necessarily built to stop Christian McCaffrey. But they, they might. Okay. I, I'm, hopefully they do that. But
1: this is Matt Rule, who is a rookie head coach. Last week, he got down and it was a close game and he passed way too much with Teddy Bridgewater. I think the same thing is going to happen here unless he specifically goes into the game with, we have to stick with Christian McCaffrey. We have to keep giving him the ball, even if we're down, because if he, if he goes into the same, if he goes into this game with the same mindset as he did last week, it's going to be again, ah, shit, they went up 14. 0 we need to, we just need to start passing the ball with, and with uh, Teddy Bridgewater, which is going to be fine but it's not going to be as effective as mixing in that pass rush or pass and run with um, McCaffrey and Bridgewater. Like they, they need to get that balance, right. Even if they're down, like they can't be scared of running with Christian McCaffrey.
0: No. And honestly, if they don't run Christian McCaffrey, they're not going to win this game. What are those eyes for? Albert
1: Pujols just passed Willie Mays for sole possession of fifth all time on the home run list. Good for with him. With 661. Good for Albert Pujols. I'm so glad he's on the Angels who I like and not the Cardinals who I hate. You know, <laughs> it, it, we don't have to see as often.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's the big one. I, I wonder if he's ever tested positive for anything. I doubt it. I think I would have heard about that.
1: Trust me, Cardinals fans gives us so much shit for Ryan Braun. If I, if Albert Pujols
0: would have at some point, I think we would have heard about it. True, true. Yeah. Anything else on this game? Um, it's it's really gonna come down to is if McCaffrey gets the ball in his hands enough, and if they can stop him. Because yeah. I I really like the high score, few point spread that that feels pretty comfortable to me. But I like Tampa. Let's talk about the two juggernauts of the NFL. The Washington football team against this is going to be like Cardinals. the youngest looking football game I have ever seen. Like, minus Grandpa Fitzgerald. It, and I can't wait.
1: I yeah. can't wait because it, it's this Cardinals team against a good defense, but they played a great defense last week and absolutely do, dominated. Like, we see again, we see what a number one wide receiver does for a guy like Kyler Murray. Um, they're still gonna they're gonna have issues because they're, they're, this defensive line is good, but I think the I think the Cardinals are still gonna pull this out. Um, Washington will probably steal at points. I think I think this is the week for Antonio Gibson because we saw the the run defense for Arizona isn't great, but again that's against San Francisco, so we don't know. But I think Antonio Gibson could have a breakout game this week. Yeah, I'm excited to watch Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. God, 230 yards and a touchdown, and then 91 yards and a touchdown. I would say,
0: don't, don't forget about that almost hundred on the ground.
1: I mean, come on, man. And then DeAndre Hopkins with 151 in the air, like
0: what a steal. Like the biggest a, steal in football uh, history.
1: We haven't Aren't even like, gotten we haven't even gotten to the Texans yet, but Jesus, that was a stupid fucking trade.
0: Like that that has to be on an all time list of one of the most one sided yeah. trades ever. I, yeah. And, like, it's, it's beneficial stupid. for just one team. Stupid. Um, so, my, my thing is the Redskins have a good chance at winning this game. It, for a couple – The Washington <laughs> football team.
1: It is late. My apologies. No, it's fine. I've done it uh, a few times. The I Washington, heard Jay Glazer do it on Sunday, so.
0: This Washington football team has a chance at winning this game if a couple things happen here. If Haskins – complete over half of his passes again, that's going to help them a lot Mm -hmm. because their defense is what's winning them games. They just have to get a couple scores on offense.
1: We saw them hang with the Packers last season because of that defense. And now you add a guy
0: like Chase Young. Yeah. Yeah. And then if Gibson comes out and gets even like he had 36 last week, if he gets you 50, 75 yards, but if he comes out and gets you 150 and a touchdown or two, imagine like you win this game. I think you win. I think you win this game if he comes out and gets you a couple touchdowns. I think the key is,
1: like you mentioned, defense. I think the key is just containing Kyler. You can't let Kyler run for ninety yards. You just yeah. can't. It doesn't yeah. matter how many he throws for. If he runs for ninety yards, this game's over because you add in uh, what Kenyon Drake is going to do and you add in what Chase Edmonds is even going to do behind him. It doesn't matter. Kyler could throw for a hundred yards all to DeAndre Hopkins and like. And if you if he still runs for 90 plus yards, I, I just, they have to figure out a way to contain him. And I think a defense, I, I want to keep saying like a defense like this can, but we just saw what Kyler did against San Francisco
0: who yes, was a little banged up, but like. That's no, San- no, 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 That's the 49ers. That's exactly. the defense of the NFL.
1: That's like, and you can say that they you know, they were adjusting. I don't know did Richard Sherman play last week or is he, did he get hurt last week? I, I think he's not, I think he's questionable this week or something. He's been but hurt like, for
0: like the last two seasons with that, that shoulder,
1: shoulder and like, yeah. And they, and they lost of Forrest Buckner in the middle,
0: yep. but, but it's still, it's still that
1: it's, it's still the Niners but defense. Who else
0: do you still have on that team? That is an absolute God. So th- yeah, th- this team is set. Like, The thing about Kyler Murray exposes linebackers that aren't patient. mm -hmm. And I I think if he continues to be a nuisance, he's so young. Kyler Murray is so young and so inexperienced in the NFL. God forbid he gets better. How are you supposed to handle that? Sorry about the sirens in the background. I live across the street from like the biggest, like opioid addicted, like area in whitewater. And, (laughs) It's been really rough the last couple of weeks. I'm in Milwaukee, so, so don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of them. I
1: just heard the first one, so.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I, Kyler Murray is just so good. He really makes defenses look bad. He, he, make, he exposes defense that aren't patient because when he gets out of the pocket, you have to be really careful how you handle that. Cause he's really good at throwing on the move at his young age. And he's also really good at getting up that field when you're trying to cover his receivers. Yeah.
1: Like I, I think Washington, like you said, they might have a chance if they can contain Kyler and if, <coughs> excuse me. And if Haskins can have a good game again, which he can, I, I think he's developing into a halfway decent quarterback. So we'll see how that continues to grow, especially with Ron Rivera at coach. But I, I really – I think Kyler Murray has 50-plus rushing yards. I think for, he throws for 200 yards. Yeah. And if he does that again, I mean, they're going to win. 40, tar- 40 passes, for Ky- I guess, against the – yeah. I, he's not going to throw 40 passes this time, but he probably still will – probably still is going to hit 200 yards. Um, yeah, I, I, I just see Kyler being dominant again this week. Uh, the Chiefs going to L.A. for L.A. for the Chargers debut in their new stadium. Even though we've Go already five. seen the new stadium, yeah, I'm very, very excited. To, that stadium's fucking nice, man. Holy
0: shit! Yeah, they need to get one of those big like Halo things at a uh, Lambo. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> that's, How awesome uh, would that be? Right. I
1: I absolutely love that stadium. Like, yeah, it was great that what they were showing on Sunday Night Football last week. It was really cool to see the ins and outs of the stadium. That that's definitely no – I I mean every baseball football and basketball stadium is already on my bucket list to go see all of them. But that one's, that one's top of it. Now. I mm-hmm. really want to go yeah. see that. Yeah. Um, as far as the game goes, I mean, the chiefs are winning this uh, Tyrod Taylor. I, I don't, again, I want to call for Justin Herbert, but again, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to stick with Tyrod even in this game because now you can ju- now the coaching staff can sit back and say, okay, this is Kansas city. There's a reason why we're losing this game. It's not because of Tyrod necessarily, I don't know. I, there's not, I, I don't see a game plan or a situation where the Chargers team comes out and win because if the, if the Chiefs are running the ball well, then they're going to win. If they're throwing the ball well, they're going to win. If they're doing both halfway decent, they're going to win. They would have to be shit at running and shit at passing, which is not going to happen. <laughs> In order for the Chargers to win, I, yeah. I, the, that's the only way I see this happening because of what the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers saw the Bengals last week and they could barely put up what nineteen points. So I, yeah, I, I I don't see any way that the Chargers can even pull this
0: out. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes probably gonna go for almost three hundred. I mean, at least.
1: Yeah. It, although, uh, although I could see him getting like three quick touchdowns in the first quarter and then and them running them the out. ball and he, maybe he even sits the second half yeah. or something like that. Like I could see him at least even if he's, I don't think he's going to throw 32 passes uh, like, I, I don't think he's going to oh, throw that much because oh, yeah. they're, they're going to have they the lead. Too. This is the kind of game I want to see because I'm a Clyde Edwards, a layer fantasy owner. Like I I'm ecstatic to watch what he can do with a fourth quarter lead.
0: I was going to say, it's definitely the week you put him in. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, mean, if,
1: if, I spent I spent my eighth overall pick to get Clyde O'Rouzola. Uh, He's starting every week.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, anybody who, I mean, if you're on Patrick Mahomes' team, probably want you. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. It, I mean, besides McCall, because McCall will catch one ball for 90 yards and a touchdown every three weeks or so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But consistency um, is key. Yeah,
1: I'm I mean again, that'll be a fun game to watch as far as the Chargers or the Chiefs scoring touchdowns. Just absolutely destroying else. them, yeah. Texans Ravens. This one should be closer. If only Houston had a number one wide right receiver.
0: Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> Houston's missing this little thing called an offense. It's ridiculous. Uh but yeah
1: I d I'll I'll let you go first on this one.
0: Um Yeah, I, I just I mean not that Houston like let's just completely disregard. They don't have an offense. I don't even think your defense can handle Lamar Jackson. So like, don't even worry about their offense, not being there. Lamar Jackson is going to completely torch them with, if it's not going to be with his feet, it's going to be with his arm because his arm is getting better now. So yeah, I mean, last week he hit three touchdowns, 20 for 25, 275 yards. The
1: Lakers are at 103 points at the end of the third quarter. I just that, want it
0: doesn't surprise me. They had like 40 points in the first quarter. I'm,
1: I'm telling you five games. I'm, I'm locking that in as much as I love the okay, Nuggets. Okay, so the I'm Nuggets win in five
0: games. What's the score?
1: <laughs> One, it's 103 to 79.
0: Oh, oh.
1: I it's Okay.
0: Now, remember, the Nuggets don't start playing until game three.
1: How about this? We'll do a dollar bet on this game. All right, it, All five. Right. I'll, I'll take
0: on the series.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm locking in a little too late. <laughs> I'm la- I'm locking in five five games
0: uh, for the I, Lakers. I, I got to go with seven with the, my nugs. All right,
1: anything other than that, null and void. Those are the two. Okay. Anyway, Ravens Texans keep going.
0: Um. Yeah, they they can't handle Lamar Jackson. Come on, no. come on. No, they don't got a chance. Like. I think this might even be worse in the chiefs chargers game. This might, yeah, I'm serious. I I, I really think so because I don't think Houston's going to be able to score.
1: I disagree. I mean, they're again, their offense didn't look, it didn't look bad though. Like that's the thing. Like the chargers again against the Bengals only put up 19 points. This Texans team against the chiefs, maybe, you know, maybe at a lot of garbage time, but opening night, they, they put up points against the chiefs and Again, they're missing their number one receiver, but as long as Will Fuller's healthy, which I think he should still be for a few more weeks, you still got Randall Cobb, who's fitting into that scheme, and they and they know how to use him. They drew up that screenplay. I still don't really trust the defense, like you said, especially against this offense. But I I think the offense itself, David Johnson, they seem to they they like him. They obviously like him. They yeah, no, they use him. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think that's going to continue especially because Duke Johnson got injured last week. So, I think uh, David's going to get a lot more carries and a lot more opportunities. So, I, they're going to score points. But if I really had to make a prediction on points, it's going to be like fucking 45 to like 20 if I really had to make a prediction.
0: Yeah, ESPN's got 20, uh, 28 to 21. I I, I like Lamarus getting at least in the, the mid-30s on that. 28 to 21? Yeah, no, I – that I think they're on something, yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, no, there's no way the fact that the Ravens are seven
1: point favorites as a road team. <laughs> I don't know if they're and I don't know how much heft home advantage has this year, home field advantage has because of the not every stadium has, has fans. Um, Texans indoor, isn't it? They might not have stadium or fans, I'm not sure, but um, yeah, uh, Texans is
0: an indoor or outdoor, they have a retractable. Okay, so maybe they do. I, I I still don't know
1: what the criteria is. I think it's state to state more yeah, than it's anything. State
0: by state, yeah. Yeah,
1: because yeah, we saw some stadiums have some, but some don't. Even though some are indoor and some are, I don't know. Um, but yeah, the Ravens are going to absolutely blow this out of the water. Um, Sunday night football: the Patriots and Cam Newton going to Seattle to take on Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Uh, so should, you
0: th- I, uh, you you think Seattle's going to win? Yes. Yeah, I do too. But I think Cam Newton's going to put on a show. I think Cam Newton's going to have a great week. And I yeah. think
1: this game's going to be I, – I like the line at three and a half because I do think this game is going to be close. Because, again, it's Matt Ryan and that Fiat Falcons offense. Like, they've been good for a very long time. But, I mean, this Patriots, obviously they, they know what they want to do with Cam Newton and they're going to do it again against the Seahawks team. But Jamal Adams against the run, like they can honestly have just Jamal be like a roaming kind of safety to keep his eye on Cam. I'm putting my money on Jamal uh, Jamal Adams on a lot of those plays. So I I do like the Patriots to still score a decent amount, maybe 20 points. But the Seahawks are going to put up a lot of points. I think on on this defense, um, and I mean if, if even especially if Russell plays like he did last week. But I don't. It, I think it'll be close.
0: Twenty twenty so, eight 28 to 24. Maybe I could say, all right. So you're, you're pretty close to what ESPN's got. They've got 24, 20. Um, and I, I, I think I might, I think I might like Seattle by a little bit more. Um, maybe, maybe seven, but like that, that's about it. I think it is going to be a pretty close game. Um, I, I, I kind of like the idea of Cam Newton throwing to Julian Edelman. It looked pretty good. And yeah. the, Although I, he, he missed him a few times, and Edelman
1: dropped a few passes.
0: Yeah, so. and it's week one. Mm-hmm. And, but, I mean, you're taking a former MVP quarterback and putting him in with an MVP quarterback. We have to remember that Cam Newton is still Cam Newton. He might not be physically what he used to be, but mm-hmm. mentally, if not the same, he's better now. And he well, has he, no yeah. Belichick.
1: Exactly. You got to think that Belichick and McDaniels are putting the right thing in Cam's head that he's going to build that confidence. Uh, Like it's only going to get better.
0: It's like when you're playing ultimate team and you get like the the high, the high level coach Mm -hmm. and it like boosts up the stats and all your players. That's a real thing that actually exists in real life.
1: Why do you think people who play for Adam Gase suck? (laughs)
0: Like
1: good coaches make really good players,
0: especially if their scheme fits so yeah Yeah.
1: um off topic but where do you where are you seeing those projected scores
0: um i've got the app okay maybe it's just an app
1: then because i'm on my laptop maybe i'll switch over pick center that's what i figured they're not showing me scores on mine that's i was trying to do math in my head and we're not trying to do that on this podcast no no that's not this podcast about Monday Night Football, to round everything off. The Saints going to Vegas, uh, the debut of the Vegas Stadium. I'm very excited to see the same thing that we saw for L.A. on Sunday night. Man, it's really uh, going
0: to suck to see them lose their, in their first game there, isn't it? They're going to get absolutely murdered.
1: <laughs> I mean, no, I can't even, like, the Raiders look good but that was against not the Carolina enough. defense and yeah. uh, this saints defense is something else. We saw them shut down the Buccaneers offense. We saw them. I mean, their offense, even without Michael Thomas, because I think there I've heard so many conflicting reports on Michael Thomas, even if he plays, he's not 100% healthy. Um,
0: and I don't think, I don't think you'll play him. It, it, I don't it, think he, you should. Yeah. Week two like, against the Raiders. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you lose lose the game, you lose the game,
1: right? Michael, Michael Thomas is also the kind of guy who, and we've heard this out of like literally in practice the other day, he was like, yeah, I feel fine. (laughs) But but they also think that he could miss weeks of football. So like, obviously he's probably not feeling, I don't know. I wouldn't play him. I think you're right on that. And I think he's like
0: a Giannis type of guy that's like, oh, I I, I'll play. I'm going to, I'm going to play. I'm here, but you don't it's weird to say this because
1: he's the best receiver in football, but you don't really need him in this game because no. you have guys like Emmanuel Sanders yep. and you have um, – I don't even know who their other receiver is, but you have Alvin Kamara, you have Latavius Murray, you have Jared Cook, and this offense is going to be fine. Taysom Hill, I didn't even
0: bring up Taysom. Taysom Hill yeah. is going to – I think he's going to play Taysom Hill a huge looks fantastic last week.
1: As he, as he has for the past 17, 18 Talk games. Talk about now. like
0: there's no other team that could use Taysom Hill like the Saints use him. Oh yeah. I, I, yeah, maybe I absolutely decides, like, it's maybe like the Patriots might use him like that, but that's about I, it
1: as an avid fantasy football guy, Taysom Hill. I fucking hate the guy because he takes away points from Drew Brees. He takes away points from a lot of running backs on the goal line and stuff like that. But you know, as just a football fan, fuck, he's, he's fun to watch. Like yeah. he, the, 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 the passes that he throws like, Oh my God, he's a good quarterback. Like yeah. oh, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. And I don't know if he can do that on a consistent basis, but he doesn't need to, especially right now. And he, and he's a good wide receiver. He's probably, honestly, he might be the number four or three, number one, number three or four wide receiver on that team. He's the number two quarterback. He's the number three running back. And he's the number one special teams guy. And maybe number two, their return guy is really good. But like, Holy shit. Like he's a hell of a player and he's going to play a big role if Michael Thomas isn't there. And I just don't think, I think Josh Jacobs can have a big game on the ground. Um, but I just, I, I don't see the Raiders putting up enough points against the Saints defense to keep up with Drew Brees.
0: Yeah. And you talk about Taysom Hill taking away fantasy points from Drew Brees on the goal line. But that might be taking away fantasy points, but that's adding years to Drew Brees' career. Oh, so I'm take not. that take that as you will. Tays, Taysom Hill is probably the reason why Drew Brees is still playing football. True. So, like, and he will probably be the reason why Drew Brees might continue to play next season because Taysom Hill goes in there and he does the goal line dives and takes those hits. Um, Yeah, yeah I, I can't disagree with you at all. Um, Drew Brees is just way too good to to not look good against this Raiders team that has a few question marks in some spots so I yeah I I like the Saints um pick centers only got them five and a half points I I like them probably a little bit more than that
1: yeah I think Um, they win by 10 10, at least yeah
0: yeah so yeah I think 10 safe bet on that one yeah That's all I got on that game. There's going to be some pretty interesting football this week. There's going to be some games that are going to be definite, like, snoozers. Snooze. But there's definitely going to be some big old numbers this week. Yeah, I, we're, and we might see a 400-yard week from, from from somebody this week. There's gonna be
1: lopsided games, and there's gonna be big. And, and I think it's gonna be it's gonna come to the running situation because, like I said, like yeah. in Kansas City, I think Clyde Edwards-Helaire is gonna have a big week. I think J.K. Dobbins or Mark Ingram, whoever gets the load in Baltimore, they're gonna have a big week. Uh, Derrick Henry, obviously, I think, is gonna have a big week. I could see Aaron Jones for the Packers having All right, a big so week.
0: So then, who who I was gonna say, who's gonna be your one key player to watch?
1: Mmm. That is a I'm kind of scrolling through here. I think Clyde Edwards Alaire, if I had to say right now, if he can perform late game, like and ice that game for them, I think that's gonna be big. I would like to see one of the Bills running backs step up. Um I could go let's go by position. I think running back, I think it's Clyde Edwards Alaire. I think quarterback wise, it's Josh Allen. I think he's gonna put up big numbers this week, wide receiver-wise you got to look at one of those close games, Calvin Ridley, I think with a, t- a lot of attention on Julio Jones, I think that's going to be a high scoring game. You could look at Michael Gallup or uh, Mari Cooper in that game too. And I think obviously Julio's going to have a big game, but I think, Mar- I think Calvin Ridley's going to have another big game. Um, and defensive wise, I mean, the Titans are probably going to have a good week. The bills are going to have a good week defensively. The 49ers, obviously the Steelers look for them to be big. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not as excited for week one, but that's because it's week one with, yeah. with no preseason. Well, and those but, games
0: looked really good, too. Like, they're really good matchups. But,
1: um, there, but I, there are a few really good games and a few potential upsets that are going to happen. And I'm really, really excited to watch those close games. So pick your one
0: upset for the week.
1: I think it's the Rams.
0: Okay.
1: I really, uh, even though they're not fa- – oh, what was the one that I called? Oh, no, the Falcons was my – yeah, Falcons yeah, was my upset.
0: Which I, uh, I, is that – how much of an upset is it, though? Uh, Dallas is favored by four at home,
1: I, and it's okay, the highest I, up, it's, upset enough. Yeah, it's high. It, it's upset only because
0: yeah. They're I mean, I, Dallas, I oh, right?
1: yeah, uh, they're in Dallas. I'll call that an upset. Yeah.
0: Um. So I'm, I'm actually I'd pick the Raiders for this, even though they're at home. Woo. Now, he, here's the reason I picked the Raiders. I, there might be a little something else they're packing in with their first game in their new stadium. Okay. Because that, that really does mean something. Most recently you saw it with Golden State when they moved into the, to San Francisco and Chase Center, and they just started going nuts. So it, you, that, when you get hyped when you're playing a sport, especially football, that's a very, like, emotional mm-hmm. hype sport.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Something like that can definitely be a factor in winning a singular game.
1: Um, the Giants I had my eye on, too. If we really wanted to go, if you're not satisfied with either of those and you wanted an upset out of me, I would pick what was the one I was just looking at, where to go, Panthers. <laughs> just because I'm on the – what's the opposite of the hype train for the Buccaneers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I eight-and-a-half point favorites at home, uh, the Panthers – there's a chance for an upset. If they really put Christian McCaffrey as a headliner in, that, in the offense – there's a chance for that he runs all over them and then they just can't get things going. Um, so, but who knows without Chris Godwin there, you have to go deep and Scotty Miller is the number two then like that, you know, there's chance. I, I know I've talked on both ends on the, on the Buccaneers. That's basically how I feel with them this year. Um, I was going to bring something. Oh, I wanted to look at last week's to see how we kind of did with, with what we were saying last week. <laughs>
0: What I will so, say is um, we should be keeping an eye on Dwayne Haskins this week because they're not going to win. But he looked really, really good last week. And if he can continue to keep this up, we might see Washington actually win some more games than we were expecting this year. Yeah, that's true.
1: I'm just looking at games. I think that I think we still probably called the chart. We called Chargers or Bengals last week.
0: We wanted to call Bengals because of, because of Joe Burrow, but I think we called Chargers. I think so. Okay, I'm just looking
1: through. So we called Packers. That was a pretty – yeah, that one was pretty obvious. We did Obviously, I don't think anyone called Jaguars over Colts. No. Se- no. Seahawks we called. Bills we called over the
0: Jets. The Bears, I don't think no, we – No, neither of us. No, because I was just shitting on I definitely didn't pick the Bears. I think we went I, I, I almost one. will never pick the Bears unless they're yeah. playing the Jets.
1: Um, I play, All right, we, I think we picked the Patriots. We definitely didn't pick the Washington football team over the Eagles. No. Um, I'm pretty sure I went Panthers over Raiders, so I got that one wrong. Ravens over Browns we got. Chargers we got. Saints I got over Buccaneers. Um, Cardinals over Niners we didn't get. I did call that my almost upset, so I will kind of count that out, I guess. <clears throat> um, Rams, Cowboys, I don't remember
0: what we said for that.
1: But Steelers I, I think that,
0: definitely yeah, I mean, probably shit on Mike McCarthy a bunch. <laughs> probably. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think we, I we pro- if I'm remembering correctly, I think we did say if Sean McVay can get his shit together and if Mike McCarthy is Mike McCarthy, then the Rams will, I don't remember
0: what we well, said. That's probably, that sounds some- like yeah. something we would say. Um, we a
1: lot of weird games last week, so I, you know. Yeah. We, I think we need to tighten up a little bit, but I feel confident about our picks this week.
0: Yeah, I, I learned a lot from last week. Um, there, there's a couple teams I'm much more willing to pick now in some upsets, like like Washington. Come yeah. a couple more games later this season, I'll be much more likely to pick them. Um, there's some teams that I will be likely to pick to be upset, and for example, the 49ers. I think they're mm-hmm. going to be losing a couple more games this season that they shouldn't lose, and they're going to be a disappointment. And that's good because they need to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not the he's not a good quarterback they got him for a
1: few seasons I think they're going to stick with him as long as they win as long as they make the playoffs every year I think he's gonna which they will I think he's gonna stay
0: well the the first year they don't make the playoffs with him, I think they start making they start asking questions because then it's where what where's our production get better at and it's obvious where your production gets better at on that team the first place they're going to upgrade is their quarterback (laughs) because he just doesn't do anything
1: before we get out of here, I do want to plug uh, if you give us a rate a five star rating on iTunes, I will read it out on here I'll give you a shout out and thank you for listening and rating because that is how we will grow on iTunes um, and I do want this podcast to grow I'm really happy with what we do so if you could be so kind, if you're listening on iTunes, or if you just have, uh, I listen on Spotify and I have, you know, a, a, a iPhone, but if you could just go on iTunes and give us a, a review, that'd be very swell. I'll read it out. I'll give you a shout out. If you want to hear us read your name out and you can say mean things, as long as you give us a five-star review, you can say yeah. whatever mean thing you <laughs> yeah. want.
0: In I'll fact, read I it think out. It'd almost be funnier if you put in a, a mean thing, like a sarcastically mean yep. thing with like a five-star mm-hmm. review.
1: And I'll start looking at that at the beginning of each podcast. Um, uh, other than that, follow us on Twitter at frko podcast. Follow Hanson at Hanson
0: Hanson Follow me at Howard J Dingers. Um, Turn on your links. Twitter notifications. NBA off season's coming up. It's Absolutely. about to get fucking wild. Two months, Can't which is normally wait. like four and a half. Can't so, wait. oh my god, it's gonna be so good.
1: It's gonna be great. So yeah, definitely follow us on the. All the links are in the description below for all of that. Check out the new podcast. Uh, one more last one every Wednesday. Excuse me. We have uh, yeah, new episode every Wednesday. Really funny podcast. I definitely should check it out. And write that one on iTunes, turns two or uh, whatever um, merch on Redbubble, all those links in the description below thank you all for listening and we will see you Sunday night uh we should probably record on Sunday night and then I'll put it up as soon as we can so look at that late Sunday night Monday morning for our reactions to week two of the NFL week so thank you all for listening and we will see you full of help with the just a young college kid with all the just keep an image of Priscilla with the J Dilla Dilla Need another dollar dollar in Manila So vanilla with a swirl, let the blade run Tongue drip, slice down the middle of our nation Heebie-jeebies, we already had this conversation Kept me busy since day one, accusations Pockets gained a little weight, like my ex-bitch Still the only bricks that I've been stacking Been in Tetris, never measure up Cause we've been on a different metric and I don't give a
0: fuck about who the next I feel the is. hole in my soul with Palace and Pre logos. Acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph polo. Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa. I just want to jump from the top and fly solo. Feel the hole in my soul with Palace and Pre logos. Acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph polo. Burnt like my tongue after sipping
1: some hot cocoa. I just want to jump from the top and fly solo.